Well, hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us here at the PLS 150 podcast. Hope everyone is doing well. And this week we are making kind of the turn for the home stretch uh, of the course. Um, We are going to be taking a kind of deep dive into democracy in practice. Um, This doesn't mean that we're going to be uh, leaving theory or, or any of the concepts of democratic theory or ideology that we discussed over the previous few weeks behind. Um, but rather, we are going to be taking those concepts and trying to understand them in the context of democratic practice, right? And for the podcast today, um, you know, I think a lot of this will be filled out in our discussions as well as the readings you have for this week um, and the student lectures to come over the next few weeks. Uh, but for the purposes of today, what I really want to have you do is think about all of the questions, right? So with democracy, back it up a little bit here. We generally will say, okay, uh, this is a somewhat accepted norm in, across the world that uh, genuine democratic society needs to have certain things, right? And, and this is something I want to talk about a little bit more in class. But one thing that is almost universally accepted as a feature that all democracies at a minimum must share is the right for all adults um, to vote. Right? And this is something we touched upon before, right? that that has been part of the process of the last 50 or 60 years um, in global politics that has played out differently in societies around the world. Um, as we'll discuss, I mean, many places, uh, women were only permitted to vote less than 100 years ago, um, You know, some places even just 80, 90 years ago. But it's really only in the last 50 or 60 years where we have seen the universal acceptance uh, by and large of the notion that all adults being allowed to vote is a necessary component of a democratic system, right? And all is a setup to say that let, let's just accept that for now. Um, we're going to talk more a little bit about some of the processes and, and issues involved with, with how we ended up with this kind of st- standard. But let's just accept that for now. But once we get to that point, I just want to to highlight here and in the podcast today all of the questions that remain and all of the complex issues that are involved with running a democratic system, right? As we've talked about and as we're going to continue to discuss, at one level, we can look at democracy as a mechanism, as a kind of engine of legitimation, as a system whereby the people's input into the political system is somehow reflected in its outputs. And when we're talking about societies of tens of millions, hundreds of millions, um, in the case of India, over a billion people, that is a lot easier said than done. And there's obviously a lot of different ways you could do that. And there's obviously never going to be an ability to ref- accurately or perfectly reflect the exact sentiments or desires of a diverse and wide-ranging society that is over 100 million people. Even if there's a lot of ethno-homogeneity Um, Like in Japan, there's still a wide range of different personalities, different ideas. There is ethnic diversity within Japan, as we've discussed, Um, maybe not as much as other places. But even if we're looking at that kind of case, it's going to be an almost impossible task. So then we get to the question, well, how, how can we do that in the best way? And that starts getting into these questions of the mechanics of democracy. Okay, everyone can vote. Let's just say that. Well, then how do we count those votes? We're going to encounter there's a lot of different ways to count the votes. Should it just simply be the person who gets the most votes wins? Should it be focused more on parties and and proportionally distributed where, you know, if you get 30% of the votes, 
you get 30% of the representation. If you get 40%, you get that. If you get 5%, you get 5% of the representation. These, again, are, are, are issues that don't have like there's not a, a right or wrong answer. And, and one thing we're going to encounter, though, is that the rules that govern these sorts of things, like how the votes are counted, are going to massively impact the way a democratic society operates and functions and the kinds of policies or the kinds of politics that are going to emerge, right? That we can think about it as a metaphor from sports, right? You know, a soccer pitch or a soccer field doesn't determine every single move that a soccer player makes, but it shapes the nature of a game, right? If you made a soccer pitch 20 meters wider, it would be a different game. And you could say that for almost any sport. If you made a, if you made um, the, if you moved first base in, in on a baseball field five meters further, it would be a different game entirely. And so we can think about if you know if we use this metaphor, the rules that guide behavior in a democratic system fundamentally shape the nature of the kinds of politics we are going to see emerge. And again, that doesn't mean that every action that someone does, just like in a sporting event, is determined solely by the structure of the game, but the overall tendencies of the players and actors are going to be shaped by these rules. So how do we count the vote? How do we divide electoral districts? What about representation, right? So almost every democratic system, pretty much all of them we're talking about, are what we call representative democracies, right? Where people vote for legislatures or lawmakers to then go and make laws and represent them. That sounds nice, but what does that really mean? Well, there's a lot of different ways to think about that. What are the role of political parties? Well, that's one thing we're going to discuss as well. The way that we choose to count and organize voting systems in terms of counting the votes and deciding how someone wins and how someone loses, it's going to have a distinct and effect on the nature of the political party structure that will emerge in democratic systems. Don't worry, we're going to, you know, if you've done, if you do the reading, um, these will be covered and we're going to also dig into them in class. Uh, we're also going to talk about what it means to be a democratic system in the age of the internet, to think about not only the mechanisms and institutions shaping democracy in practice, but also the ways that technology in particular, um, media, social media technology and internet technology has really changed and shaped the nature of the democratic system of governance. So I don't want to take too much time here. Uh, we have two or three, about three weeks to really dig into this, and, and I'm really excited. I think this is a part of the course where um, you'll see over our discussions and the student lectures in the weeks to come, we're able to really kind of put a capstone and draw in so many things that we've touched upon and discussed um, throughout the semester. And I think this is such a, a really good way to end the course. And I think it's also most importantly going to provide a mechanism for not only a reflection on what it means to function as a democracy and what different kind you know what are the kinds of choices we have in terms of organizing a democratic system and what are the favorable or maybe unfavorable aspects of different forms of democratic governance so that's one thing that i think hopefully will come out of this although we think of democracy as needing to meet certain minimum standards after meeting those standards there's many many different ways that we can organize it in terms of voting in terms of representation in terms of how we draw electoral lines and so forth that have profound effects on 
the nature of different democratic systems. So I hope it, it's kind of a meditation on that, but more importantly, that it's a meditation on what is our role, or more importantly, your role as citizens in a democratic society, and how does this, again, help you locate yourself, right? We keep coming back to this theme of location, and how can thinking about the practices and specific functions and technical aspects of democratic governance, how can that inform your understanding of your interaction with and participation in democratic politics um, in Japan or elsewhere? Okay, so we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much for listening. I'm excited for the class next week. As always, please leave your comments and questions based on this podcast or any readings or other questions you may have about democracy in general. And I will look forward to seeing you next week. Have a great weekend.